Welcome! Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is our very, very special Halloween edition, episode 20! I know you're scared. It's a spooktacular Thursday, and I'm Bay. I'm Jay. And this... Is the part, part I, I don't get. get. <laughs> Halloween edition. You're welcome. Yay. <laughs> Yay. It's Bay's favorite holiday. It's my favorite tell. holiday. It's my favorite day of the year. <sighs> it's a wonderful day for me as well. Because for the Nationals. The Nationals won the World Series. Woo! Yay. You can, you can hear Bay's enthusiasm. <laughs> So it's been a great day all around, right? It has been. It has been for many people in this area, especially. (laughs) I got to wear my costume at work. I uh, didn't have to fend off any any rascals at the door, you know, trick or treat. Yes, Mm Bay didn't bring any candy, so she's that that person that leaves the lights on. Oh no, uh, off. They're off. uh, The lights are on right now. Inside. They can. The kids can see that. Well, the curtains are drawn. And she's locked the, uh, the porch the door. Porch, yes. so yes, yeah, she's one of those. Houses. So hopefully we don't get aged. So yeah, you're gonna get aged. <laughs> it's gonna be by me, but no. Well, I'll know who did it. I'll just deny it. Well, we'll have to check the cameras. <laughs> End of the friendship. End of the friendship. It's over. It's over. It's over. I'll clean it up. So whose turn is it? I believe it's. I think it's yours. It was yours for some reason. I can absolutely go in the beginning. I think mine is a good starter, but okay. Do you think yours is a good ender? Yeah, sure. It's it's Halloween related. Is yours? Of course, it's our oh. spooktacular oh, episode. Excuse me. And that excuse and, me. and it's a nice even number too. I think it's awesome that this is episode twenty. Oh, you're worried. What if it was episode thirteen? Well, I think mm. that that would be good. Isn't thirteen a lucky number? No. Yeah, it is. It's an unlucky and lucky number, depending oh. upon who, would be a good topic. who we're discussing. Oh, well, I okay. kind of talked about that once upon a time. Uh, should we do a shout-out real quick to our Oh, you are absolutely right. Friends? So, last week, we, we instituted a challenge. And we told everyone to find one person to talk about our podcast to, to kind of spread, spread the, the word, word, if you will. Spread and we had some friends that really they accepted that challenge. They answered the call. <laughs> To a level that I wasn't expecting. And we want to thank you. We want to thank the podcast, Step and Repeat. Yes, Step and Repeat. It's a great new podcast starring Andy and Matt. Andrew. Andrew. Excuse me. And Matthew. Matthew. Yes, uh, they are uh, movie reviewers. They know way more than I will ever know in terms of movie reviews. An Oscar-related business. Yes, yes. Uh, They can tell you any actor's name that's been in anything. They can tell you who directed it, who was the sound guy, if you need to know that. Exactly. So, yeah. <laughs> Everyone on the credits. So if you're a Step and Repeat fan, we welcome you. We welcome you to the fold. Thank you so much for coming. Yes, thank you for coming to the dark side with the weirdos. <laughs> so we want to continue to say, any new people, take this challenge to heart. If you know anybody who likes podcasts, tomorrow, mention our podcast. Yes, especially amateur podcasts, because that's what we are. That is what we are. Yes. We are nothing if not amateur. We don't pretend to be anything else. We are super unprofesh here. Yes, we just, like, we're just chatting. Yeah. Things that yeah. we read on the internet. Yep, yep. <laughs> and uh, not only that, but Wikipedia. 
Yeah. You know, so super, super accurate facts. You know, Wikipedia, they cite their sources, so I feel like Wikipedia, you know, it's it's really come along. It's come along. Okay. You know? So let's see if we have the same topic, you know, because we have the same theme. Yeah. It's a Halloween-based theme. I don't think I so. I don't think we have the same I'm topic. I'm really excited about my topic, so it when I be. was When I was going through and Googling, I was like, this is a J topic, this is a J topic, this is a Bay topic. Oh, really? <laughs> so... Oh, so you um, purposely didn't get ones that you I thought purp- I wanted to. Um, I found something I'll mention at the end if, 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 in fact, it is not something that you thought of. And if it is, that'll be so cool. Um, <laughs> it was but, meant to be. Um, so I really wanted to... I, I hope this isn't boring. I really do. I'm going to try and, like, jazz it up if I can. But if you think about it, like, the whole tradition of Halloween... The entire aspect, I mean, everything from the decorations to like things that we recognize super easily, like bats and pumpkins and witches and the whole idea of trick or treating and stuff like this is something that we do every, you know, October. But like, where does that where does it come from? Mm -hmm. Why do we do this? Why do we dress up and beg strangers in the neighborhood for candy? Uh-huh. Um, you know, like, where does that come from? So, like, where do the staples and traditions come from? Like, the from? history of Halloween. Okay. Yes. Okay. So. Well, that is not my topic. <laughs> so. But that is, I was, honestly, I was thinking that on the way over here. I was like, why do we say trick or treat? And, like, do, like, yeah. do people ever have to, like. Yeah, or even the word. the trick part? Yeah, even the word Because Halloween. we always assume we're getting a treat. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm sure so I found, that. I found a decent amount on history.com. Um. Which is a great website because they really like it's very straightforward. It's not like breathy or super lengthy. Yeah. It's just like straight to the point, and they have lots of little um, hyperlinks in there so you can keep going down this rabbit hole. Right. <laughs> so Halloween pretty much originated with the ancient Celtic festival of Samhain, but most people don't like. See now we would call it Samhain. It's spelled like S A. M H A I N. Oh, it's all one word. Samhain. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was a guy's name. <laughs> Like Sam. yes, Samuel <laughs> Hain, no Junior. So it's a like a Celtic religious festival, but it's actually supposed to be pronounced Samhain because it's a Gaelic word. But mm-hmm. most people say Samhain, so I'm gonna just say Samhain. And if if I am mistaken, feel free to email at us at the part I don't get at gmail.com and tell me or on Instagram that I am terribly terribly mistaken. Correction. So so you have to think like two thousand years ago, mostly Ireland, the UK, and Northern France is where the Celts are living. It's always this. Celts, I tell yeah, it's you. those Celts, man. Um, so it's they're pagan. So Samhain is a pagan religious celebration. It marks the end of summer harvest and the beginning of the quote dark cold winter. Can you can you remind for those of us who need a review what is a pagan exactly? So it, it's just a religion. But like, is it a part of Christianity or no? No, no, it's the actual opposite. So it's more about. So it's like if you think of like what people would consider like witches and stuff like that. So it's okay. it's worshiping like the Pentecostal nature. Um, okay. Um, multiple gods and goddesses. Um, Just like free spirits. You know the seasons, the earth. Yeah. So okay. it's so it's so just think Got of it. think two thousand years ago, no Jesus. Okay. Is happening in the pagan mythology. Many people were pagans before Christianity came into into play. Again, if any of this is super inaccurate, feel free to correct. She's making it up. Feel feel <laughs> free to correct. This is like the Cliff Notes version. So um, so you so they so Sam Hain marked the end of summer harvest, 
and the beginning of the, quote, dark, cold winter, a time of the year that is often associated with human death, end quote. Those that celebrated believed that the barriers between the physical world, meaning S, and the spirit world, meaning ghosts, break down during the time of Samhain. So that allows for, like, hauntings and things like that. Interesting. And for them to walk the earth. Have you been practicing that one? Yes, of course. (laughs) So ancient Celts also believed that Samhain was one of the most important festivals during the year. So it was a very important part of the year. Um, It was supposed to take place at the midpoint between the fall equinox and the winter solstice. So, of course, October 31st is perfect for that. Right. So during this celebration, fires and homes were left to burn out um, in the hearth while the harvest was being gathered outside. And so after the harvest work was completed, they would then light a large community bonfire and then cattle were sacrificed and participants took a flame from that communal bonfire back to the home to relight the hearth that had gone out. So all together, <laughs> That's a lot more work, all together, fun times. Yes. You know, fun times. Sacrificial. Who knows cows. how much nudity was involved? <laughs> you know, so I don't, I don't know if nudity was, <laughs> I don't think, I think that'd be mentioned. So, um, there was like multiple aspects to the festival and to this, um, religious celebration. So because they believed that barrier between the living and the dead being at its thinnest during this time, they had to leave offerings. So treats outside the village for fairies and monsters and things like that to keep them, like placate them basically to please them. Now, what do you get a fairy? (laughs) I... (laughs) That is a great question. A a tooth? I think it's mostly food. (laughs) I think it's mostly food. Oh, okay. What, um, I wonder what fairies like to eat. A tooth? <laughs> Get it, tooth <laughs> Like fairy? the rock? Tooth the fairy. tooth fairy. <laughs> or excuse me, Dwayne Johnson. Um, so when Halloween came to the U.S., it wasn't even celebrated all that much in the Northeast um, because of religious Protestants. You know, it was... bastards. I know. How dare us. Um, if you think about it, like, where did the Salem witch trials take place? You know, the Northeast. So it was much oh, yeah, more celebrated, and I found this on online. It said in Maryland and southern colonies. Of course. Um, so at you know colonial times, like different European ethnic groups, and American Indian customs started to kind of mesh together, and a distinct American version of Halloween began to emerge. So the first celebrations were just public events held to celebrate the end of the harvest, and neighbors would share stories of the dead. And tell each other, like, ghost stories and tell their fortunes and dance and sing. There'd be music and food and stuff. Mm -hmm. So by the middle of the 19th century, it was more of, like, an autumn festival. And then Halloween um, really kind of transformed more into, like, the 20th century. Um, And that's when it became celebrated everywhere in the U.S., not just specific locations. Right, where the pagans Yeah. So the second half of the 19th century, America was flooded with new immigrants, um, and many of these people were Irish. Hey. And um, because, of course, the Irish potato famine and everything like that. So that really helped to popularize the the celebration nationally across the board for Halloween. Okay. Thank you, Irish. So that is the little gist of where Halloween, the holiday, comes from. So where is this little bullshit tradition come from? <laughs> That's all us, right? That's all America. Where, where does this little tiny things come, come into play? Because, I mean, if you really want to break it down, the first one on my topic is, is jack-o'-lanterns. 
So we we pay money <laughs> to get essentially a, a food item, mm. um, and then we destroy it and don't eat it. I mean, some people do. Some people roast the seeds and stuff. Right. And then we we put it back outside, and put a candle <laughs> inside. You know, like if you think about it, like. It's kind of like that awesome Jim Gaffigan bit about putting the Christmas tree inside. It's like, what is this, like a drunk person doing Oh, this? yeah. Let's put it inside. <laughs> <laughs> so, jack-o'-lanterns. And, I, and like, a lot of us don't even really call, say it. We just say carved pumpkin or we carved yeah. the pumpkin or this is yeah, my pumpkin. Yeah, you don't really hear the term jack-o'-lantern anymore. Um, it's weird. So, again, it originated in Ireland. And they actually used turnips. They didn't use pumpkins. Um, and I, they, so it's supposed, it's based on a legend about a man. Here you go. Here's his name. Stingy Jack. Stingy Jack. <laughs> Who repeat, so Stingy Jack repeatedly trapped the devil and only let him go on the condition that Jack would never go to hell. When he died, however, Jack learned that heaven didn't really want his soul either. So he was doomed to wander the earth as it goes for all eternity. The devil gave Jack a lump of burning coal in a carved out turnip to light his way. Eventually locals began carving carving frightening faces into their own gourds to scare off evil spirits. Oh. That's where it came from. I'm thinking of like the headless horseman, but I know that's completely different. I think different. of it too, like the sleepy hollow kind of thing. Yeah. So the list goes on. I had found like about five things. So trick or treating. Our favorite. The American staple of Halloween. This is what we kids yes. lived for. So, there's a lot of debate on the origins of trick-or-treating, of course. If anyone can argue, they will. So, one <laughs> believes that it's directly connected to what I said before about Sam Hain and um, the leaving out food to please the souls and ghosts and spirits that were just perchance traveling the earth that night. Um, because, you know, the barrier being thinnest. Um, but then some people think, and these things I have never heard of before. Some people think that it could come from the Scottish practice called guising or souling. So soulers were usually children and poor adults. They would go to local homes and collect food or money in returns for prayers for the dead. So they think that oh. geysers... Eventually, this is a direct quote, copy and paste, ditch the prayers in favor of non-religious performances like joke songs or tricks. Tricks. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, so then it could also be something called bell snickling. Have you ever heard of bell <laughs> no. snickling? Sounds creepy. So that's a German-American tradition um, where children would dress in costume and then call on their neighbors to see if the adults could guess the identities of the disguised guests. In one version of the practice, the children were rewarded with food or treats if no one could identify them. Oh, okay. So, and if you think Maybe about a it... a combo of the two. Yeah. And then I went down this, like, Google hole of where candy really came into play. Um, and, like, it's so funny because there is a line in Hocus Pocus where the, where the boy says, like, Halloween was just invented by the candy companies. And it's all Probably. just, like, a big ploy. So candy wasn't even really a part of Halloween at all until like the 70s basically. Really? Um, That's really recent. I mean it it was definitely used before that but it, it like became the sole thing that children got yeah. in like after the 50s and 70s. Before people could even get like toys, money, coins, fruit, nuts and like anything, you know, just a treat, a generalized yeah. treat. Um, but then as trick-or-treating became popular, 
that's when they really started to make individually wrapped like the single person ones. miniature yeah. candies like around the 50s and 70s Genius but also and i tried to find more about that too people um did it because it was convenient you know it's just wrapped and here you go that's all yeah. i have to do is go to cvs right get me some snickers and then here you go but also like parents started to become a increasingly afraid of anything homemade right around the 70s of all the scares of yeah razors and apples and exactly stuff. exactly which isn't all that accurate and hasn't that really was, happened if that rumor was started by the candy company <laughs> maybe theory. but i was listening to my favorite murder and she was talking about that and saying how like it, it actually hasn't even really happened there are, and she mentioned a like couple a of cases where people legend. have been poison and things like that and there are a couple of like instances where children have had like heart palpitations and seizures or something like that um during trick-or-treating so a lot of people like attributed it to the candy oh but it just could have been anything uh, but and there's very few instances where there's like razor blades in the candy or whatever yeah yeah, like, how do you, it's, I feel like that's hard to do. Yeah. So I tried to find out, like, why the 70s? Like, what was the deal? What was the shift? The why were people movement. suddenly, suddenly scared? But I, I, I could not find more about that. But, because I, I find that fascinating. Why does culture just suddenly shift into fearing something that they've always used before? Like, yeah. what happens? Especially if it's not based on something that really happened. It's just, like, a rumor. So I got one, two... Four, so three more black cats <laughs> what what's the deal with black cats so that's from the middle ages where they were considered 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 they were considered to be a symbol of the devil so that's why people fear black cats they also like associated them a lot with witches and they thought that they had something to do with their magic i wonder why just because they're black or like why they're i'm assuming racism right <laughs> Uh, bobbing for apples, which until I saw that on a list, I was like, that's a good point. Why do we put apples in a bucket filled with water <laughs> and try then take them out with only our mouths and not our hands? Um, I mean, not very many people do that anymore, but still. I did it at my party. You did? Well, I didn't actually do it, but I had it. You where? In the back. Where was I? Oh my gosh. Because someone was like, let's bob for apples. And I was like, I yeah. don't think you can handle that right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you should have told me. I would have totally oh. done it. I didn't see it. Yeah. That's my I bad. I really announced it, I guess, now so, that I think about it. I kind of forgot. <laughs> so this game comes from a courting ritual, which is a, which is a Roman thing, um, from a Roman festival honoring Pomona, the goddess of agriculture. I like that name. Pomona. Pomona. So the gist is basically young men and women would be able to tell their future relationship based on the game. Like how many apples meant? I didn't get that oh, far. Okay. <laughs> I felt like, like my fortune. topic was already long enough. I didn't want to keep it going. <laughs> I was just like, bad. delete, delete, delete. When I was like editing this down, <laughs> you're like, well, it didn't get you very far. No. <laughs> no and so then another one on the list that I saw online that I didn't think about, but like if you, it, but it's, it is. Why do we have black and orange? Why right. is black and orange a Halloween color? I guess orange gives the pumpkins. So the classic Halloween colors can also trace their origins back to the Celtic festival of Samhain. Black represented the death of summer, while orange is the autumn harvest season. Oh, okay. So technically, I guess it is a, it's pumpkin related. That's cool. That makes sense. And then the last one I found was bats. So, like, what's the deal with bats? Like, why do we even have, like... 
Yeah. Bat de- decorations and stuff like that. Like, technically, if you think about it, bats have nothing to do with trick-or-treating. Bats have nothing to do with Halloween. Just spooky, I guess. I guess. But, so as a part of Samhain, the Celts lit those community bonfires, which attracted lots of insects, and the insects, in turn, attracted the bats. So, which soon became associated with the festival. So, bats oh. were then really connected with Samhain. Okay. So, medieval folklore expanded upon the spooky connotation of bats with a number of superstitions built around the idea that bats were harbingers of death. Did people dress up during Samhain, like, as other people? That I didn't see. No. Okay. I feel like the masks must have had something, you know. And, like, Halloween yeah. costumes, like, the way, like, being sold in a store, that maybe also... Maybe that goes with the trick that yeah that didn't really come into play until like masks started being like like paper masks and things were like sold in like drugstores and stuff like that and again like the 20th century um and then they were more mass produced as trick-or-treating became more popular especially like in the 70s my mom told me that when she was young she was the same thing every year a hobo I guess it's easy. Because she'd get a stick from the yard and, like, tie, like, a little, like, handkerchief and put stuff in it and, like, throw it over her back and, like, (laughs) wear dirty clothes. And so she was basically, so she was a hobo every year. That's, she's consistent. I remember when I was little and we'd play dress up, I was like, Mom, make me the hobo bag. (laughs) And I'm like, here's a stick. Tie this, this your tie this handkerchief around the stick. <laughs> oh my god, that's cute. I'm a hobo. Oh, it's the hobo kid again. I know. And in <laughs> retrospect, it just sounds kind of terrible. That's where, <laughs> like, a lot of, like, unfortunate privilege comes from, I guess. Yeah. So we're a little more politically correct now. So, yeah, hopefully. Uh, so what was your topic? Oh, okay. I wasn't here if you're done, so I didn't want to... I'm just going to keep going on. Yeah, I'm just going to... Okay, so <laughs> keeping with the Halloween theme, um, I am going to talk about the one of the most, I guess, scariest, terrifying... It's hard to even call it a haunted house. It's oh, more I of a... Oh, I think I heard someone talking about this at your party last weekend. Really? It's like a survival horror performance house? <laughs> That's... So, okay, for, let me back up. Uh, I have to give a shout out to uh, Lorraine, uh, <laughs> a, a friend of ours' mom, because she actually posted about it on Facebook, and I read about it, and okay. then I was like, "Oh, I want to do this for my topic." Okay, that so, was not what I saw, by the way, because <laughs> there was one that I thought you might find. Oh, okay, no, um, it's called McCamey Manor. Okay. Um, so it's uh, located in Tennessee and Alabama. Okay. Um, so guests have to sign a forty-page waiver. Oh my God! Uh, excuse me <laughs> one second. I'm gonna need to read this show over. Oh well, that no, that's part of it. We'll get to that in a minute. Um, they f- sign a forty-page waiver, and they are subjected to ten hours of various forms of physical and mental torture, including but not limited to physical assault, waterboarding. Um, oh my gosh! Being forced to eat or drink things they don't know—it could be bugs. It could be—they can be given drugs. They're give—they're being bound and gagged. They can be submerged underwater. Teeth pulling. No. The needle sticking. They so they can opt out of two things. And most people pick the teeth pulling. I would. Um, I would. 
So, McKamey Manor was founded by a man named Russ McKamey about 30 years ago. Russ has some issues. He's weird. Um, (laughs) And everyone on Reddit and everywhere was saying he's a sociopath, basically. Um, Well, he is one genius sociopath if he's got people paying him to torture them. Well, it kind of reminds me of, like, a a Dexter thing. Like, he's used his powers for good, kind (laughs) of. If you can call this good. I don't know. But, like, at least he hasn't killed anybody that we know of. Um, (laughs) So, it started in San Diego. He eventually moved the manor to Tennessee. And there were rumors that it was because he got shut down. Probably. Um, (laughs) He's, uh, so you have to be 21 and over at the one in Tennessee. And then there's another location in Alabama where you you have to be, you can be 18 as long as you have parental consent. Um, So, McKamey served 23 years in the Navy. Um... And wonder what some of the after some of the he saw. techniques. <laughs> uh, and he moon he moonlights as a wedding singer of all things. Oh my <laughs> god, you could not find something more contrasting. So you have to go to the website to really understand the craziness of this guy. He posts um like everyone's reaction after they come out of the What do they look like? Um, so they look absolutely terrified. Um, they have, like, fake blood all over them. They have, like, tape over their eyes. They have this, like, thing in their mouth, like, when you go to the dentist, like, that opens your mouth. That keeps your mouth open. Yeah, and it's, like, and they look, like, some of them are, like, they're okay, like, like, laughing, like, oh, you know, I didn't make it. Oh, that was just 10 hours. Yeah, and then... Um, you know, others... Well, are you, are you allowed to leave early if you can't handle it? Well, that's the thing. No one's gotten through the whole thing, apparently. Okay. And according to him, if you do make it through, you get $20,000. But a lot of people were saying, like, that he just rigs it so that, like, it never really ends. And, like, until, like, he says it's over, you know? Like, yeah. Because he claims that there is, like, you know, he he's had a lot of, like, military people go through and they couldn't even finish. Like, they made it really far but didn't make it. Um, I'd make it 20 minutes. <laughs> I don't even know if I'd make it that long. Um, so from an article, a lot of this is from Wikipedia, but from a Nashville, from the Nashville scene, a, an article by Megan Selling called Tennessee's McCamey Manor Torture on Demand. Uh, this is the best description of him. And if you see the videos, you'll really, it'll be even funnier. But she, she, he is described as a less Hollywood Ron Perlman. Ah! He, he's tall, maybe six foot five with a broad stance and his straight silver hair is cut high and tight. He talks like a cross between Violet Beauregard's motor car salesman, father in Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory and the Devil's Rejects excitable Captain Spaulding. He was like the, <laughs> the you know clown guy. About. Yeah, exactly. Um, so... The requirements, there's a huge list of requirements just even before you even get step foot on the, on the manor. Okay. You have to go through a sports physical and you have to get a letter from your doctor saying you're mentally and physically cleared to go to the manor. Okay. I'm out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Anyone who knows me can vouch for that one. No, no. No, I'm kidding. No, you can do it. I'm kidding. Uh, sports. <laughs> All right. Yeah, no. So do that? I? Do you pay for my copay for the sports physical? <laughs> Jeez, Louise. Like, I'm sorry. What sport is this? And then the shitting yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a triathlon when it comes to that. Um, you have to get a background check. 
a background. What is that going to do? I don't what know. What is the purpose maybe, of that? Maybe in case someone just, tries to kill him in self-defense or I something. I feel like that's just or like a waste like a of that something. person's time. So already we're in like or maybe what? to see how tough you are. The average copay, what? Let's say 15 to 20 bucks. You know, so we're all already two doctors of visits, mm-hmm. mental and physical. Right. So that's what $40. Background check is at least 30 to 50 bucks. So let's just say a nice even like 60 bucks already. Haven't even <laughs> set through through the right. threshold. All right, what else? You have to do a screening with him on FaceTime or over the phone. Okay. Um, Waste of your time. Uh, yeah, I know. And a lot of people, he says it's to see if you can handle it, but a lot of people think he's looking for weak people because he wants to break them, basically. Um, Gross. Because he's that much of a... I heard, I heard about this, but I didn't know, like, the person's name or any... Yeah. In details. You have to look at these videos. I it heard was really that disturbing. you answer questions so that they know what you're actually scared yeah. of. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They, I, uh, that's, yeah. Like, he finds out your deepest fear and then he kind of uses okay. that. But, like, people could just lie. That's what I would I do. I love tight spaces. <laughs> and clowns are my BFFs. Right. Be like, just think of something you're not afraid of. I, I'm really scared of candy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I guess he'd figure that out. Um, you need proof of medical insurance. Uh, you have the sign to sign the forty page waiver, and you also have to pass a drug test on the day of the show. Because he doesn't want you to be sedated. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But then it's like, what's the point? Or he doesn't want you to have like a heart attack or something. Yeah, and then like, blame him. Yeah. yeah. Um. So. Drug test. Oh, and so supposedly there's a twenty four thousand person waiting list. Now that's based on him. That's ridiculous. Um, does this go year round? Yes, it does. Okay. Um, you are asked to show up to the manor in a onesie, which I thought was a little weird and sounded like almost sexual to me. Can it be an animal onesie? Well, yeah, a lot like of them were. Like a unicorn onesie? Yeah. Like one guy had like a dog onesie. Um, oh, <laughs> so there's this show. A lot of this, this part is from. What is the. Oh my God. I can only imagine this person. If he's not a sociopath, he's just laughing. He's just laughing at the ridiculousness that people will go through yeah. for something like this. Yeah, it's he I think he enjoys like the control and oh, manipulation. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But then again, people sign up for it, so uh-huh. they enjoy so it too. So it's their fault as well. Right. So, um so once you get through the 24,000 person waiting list, you're asked <laughs> to show up to the manor in a onesie. You meet with Russ, and the only requirement for payment is a bag of dog food for his dogs. You can give a donation if you'd like. But it is not required. So he doesn't actually make any money? That's the weird part. And there are rumors that... So he films the whole thing from start to finish. Does he sell the videos? There are rumors that it's being live streamed to, like, Vegas. And that people are betting on, like, how long people will last. <gasps> oh my Or gosh. that it's some sort of sexual fetish thing. Yeah. Like, some sort of... Like porn. And then he'll sell it to some sort yeah. of black market porn Yeah, because I'm like, where do you get say, your like, money? This sounds like BDSM times It really like does. 100. Yeah, so like, that's the thing. Like, how does he keep this going? Unless this is one heck of a hobby. <laughs> you know, I mean... But I mean, like, that wedding singing us, business can be taken in all the dough. Some of us needlepoint. Some you of know? us scare the crap out of right. people. Right, some of us beat people. And he just doesn't ever have to pay for... Well, does he have dog the food dogs requirements? Well. Or are we thinking bottom of the barrel? <laughs> Like whatever it didn't comes say. through the door, it or didn't the, say. some blue buffalo, perhaps. I see him being High more end. of a kibbles and bits kind of guy. <laughs> kibbles and bits. Yeah. Um, so uh, you go. Th- so he films the entire process to supposedly prevent him from being sued. Um, 
you go through a waiver signing ceremony where this is ridiculous. This takes almost four hours in itself. You have to read aloud every word of the waiver. Of the 40-page waiver. Yeah, I guess to make sure you know what you're getting into. Well, we could condense that to, to less pages, but... He probably can't because there's so much that he could get sued for. So off the top, you're allowed to say, I don't I don't agree to this and this. You can Just get... like Fifty Shades of Grey, where they oh, were going really? over the contract, oh, yeah, you're remember? right. Like that is <laughs> no to plugs. Yeah, yeah. You can yeah you can pick two things, but it's like so it's not like during others. the process. It's not like you can cry uncle in the middle of the process. Like in right. the beginning, you're like I just right. don't want to do this and this. So yeah, if you walked out of there with no teeth, you signed the waiver. Ugh. So um, there is a safe word, uh, or you can develop a safe word. And this is only new because the state of Tennessee uh, made him do this before he didn't. He didn't even let you use a safe. I word. would love to be in the room when they were <laughs> hearing the language that was used to describe the the legal requirement of a safe. Word. <laughs> I would love to hear what. So that w- when you like. when you look at the videos, um, I think the video all the videos he sh- he shows every single person that's ever done it, and like once they've given up. So, in the videos I was watching, I don't know if, it, if this was the safe word. It was, like, a phrase. Everyone said, my name is blah, blah, blah. I came from blah, blah, blah. And I thought I could defeat the manor, but, um, you know, Russ stole my lunch money, stole <laughs> my milk, and and I quit. And that was what they all said. Stole my lunch money, yes. stole my milk. Like, he made, and, and, like, and he was like, say it, say it. Is like, he just reliving a childhood thing? There's just so much to dissect in this that he's obviously, yeah, he's like and this is real. BDSM. This is not a fake. Well, that's another rumor is that these are all like you know maybe just hired people. Like maybe don't he just know. made the website. Yeah, but and it's not. It's real. literally like three hours of people's like reaction. So I mean, it's possible, but. Um, but going back, so this was taken from the Dark uh, show. This is a really good show. You should watch it on Netflix uh, called The Dark Tourist. And he, Oh, I think I've seen that. Probably. Yeah. He, I didn't actually watch it, but I saw like yeah, the thing on there. This guy, David Ferrier, he, he goes to like, it's just basically like, um, to, like this whole tourism industry that's all about like going to like war-torn areas and like just basically being in danger or like just dealing with yeah. death. Like there, this on the same episode, there's this group that um, they like they loved um, Charles Manson and of like, course so they wanted they to had go like to a the tour farm. yeah and they're all like yeah he he Spawn didn't do ranch. it yeah he even interviewed the guy that like after Charles Manson died who got like his um, inheritance he was so weird that's so interesting how would he have an inheritance first of all well own anything probably like but, a box of um, <laughs> bones <I don't> here's <laughs> some ecstasy enjoy <laughs> um but that's so interesting because american horror story there is a character who literally like has made her entire fortune off of that she like it, she owns these like yeah. haunted places with like lots of uh murders and things took place yeah and they were like the one requirement is you can't talk about his death and then the guy like accidentally was like i'm sorry for your loss he's like don't talk about that like he was so weird i wonder why we're all here yeah charlie's (laughs) in the other room yeah 
<laughs> and like, yeah, they were just very like. Oh, I've sensitive. got to watch that. Oh, show. you have to. We should just like have a have a day where we just binge <laughs> through it. Um, so anyway, um, so after this waiver ceremony, Russ. It, waiver so this guy, this guy, David Farrier, like he he tried it. <laughs> he didn't make it very far. Oh, he actually tried. Yes. It. Okay. So he he came in with the onesie. He did the little waiver ceremony. Um, he then puts on duct tape, like, around your eyes. He puts that contraption in your mouth, and he starts making you do all these random physical tasks. Like, he made this one guy squat up against a wall for two minutes, eat, eat random things. What if you just fall? Like, eh, I don't do know. It. He probably just says, or get what up. what if you refuse? I think that kind of takes away the point. Or he probably, like, starts beating you or something. Oh, okay. I would imagine there's some sort of punishment. Okay. You know? Yeah, that sounds right. In true BDSM fashion. Right? <laughs> So, so this guy, Dave, he's like, I, I think I have to stop. I, I, I can't take it any longer. And it was like, I, I think it was like maybe three minutes in. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, really? Yeah. Well, I mean, he just needed his three minute soundbite for the show. Yeah. In reality, would you I really want to continue? Hell no. I'd be like, okay, that's it. We made enough for Netflix. Let's move yeah, on. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> I didn't even want to be in this onesie. This is bollocks. <laughs> um, so... And they they were interviewing this one guy who did it and only lasted a little bit. And then he, like, ended up coming back, like, to try to get, you know, do more. Yeah. So there are people that come back and, like, yeah, I guess. adrenaline thing, I guess. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and that's how he described himself. He's like, I'm an adrenaline dr- junkie. Like, you know, I always like to do, like, the crazy things that no one else wants to do. And, you know, there, there are always people that are like, yeah, I'm not really scared by, like, regular haunted houses. Um, but... People in like the haunting house industry, they they don't want to associate with this guy at all. They're like, this is not a haunted house. I have house. seen some specials on TV because you know I'm I'm Halloween obsessed, so I yeah. I love all the shows. Yeah, and th- I've seen some ones where there you know there's ones there's like a fi- there's a line in the sand between the ones that can and can't touch you. Right. And then like there's amateur haunts and professional haunts. Oh. And like this sounds like an amateur haunt, not a professional haunt. Oh yeah. Like Six Flags, like this is literally like, like his backyard. Universal Studios and things <laughs> like that, like people who have like legit insurance like, and theater background. And, yeah, like or like Penn State, you know, like those are professional oh, yeah. haunts. Right. Um, but then that one that we went to like 10 years ago, it'll be $20. Oh yeah. They're like, did somebody, <laughs> I guess we should <laughs> That's explain. an amateur haunt. <laughs> um, yeah. So like when you go to someone's corn maze, like yeah. you know, that's an amateur haunt. When it's like a bunch of high school kids. That yeah. Are, like, and usually those, they like touch you because they just don't know any better. Yeah. But if you think about it, if you went to like horror nights at Six Flags, they're not touching you. So you're saying the amateur ones touch you but they're not really allowed to i'm sure professional ones do too but like you like you said like the one you have, we you went to sign, you sign, yeah. sign waivers and yeah. stuff and that's just like it's always like you can it. touch yeah they can touch you you can't touch them and that's how this one is yeah oh and you want to know the one rule for this what no crying uh no cursing <laughs> i'd be out yeah I'm i done. know right i'm done i'd be out in two minutes um <laughs> So they interviewed one guest that... What if you poop in your pants? They said they do. People do, and they, they pee their pants. They don't care. Well, that, I think, is a lot They probably make you eat easier. it. <laughs> Ew! I don't know. <laughs> you sign up for putting stuff in your mouth. Who knows? So they interviewed this one guest that went... Maybe that's not all you get in your mouth. <laughs> that went to the manor in 2016. 
named Laura Brotherton. She claims that McKamey Manor um, nearly ruined her life. She started an online... Campaign? Oh, no, I didn't write this very well, but... um, (laughs) I went, like, straight (laughs) to the next... Way to call yourself out. Uh, Yeah, I I went straight to the next topic. So, when she was, like, preparing to to go to McKamey Manor, she started this online relationship with another McKamey fan on Facebook. Now, at the time, she was married, but it was, like, estranged. So, Russ found out about this relationship... Um, and basically, stalker. Yeah, I know. And then outed her to um, to the husband who already knew, oh and also God. to the guy's what wife. Is this, Jersey. I know. Sure or something. And then right before she went to into the manor, her husband's like, "Yeah, I want a divorce." So she she thinks like Russ like like purposely kind of was doing all this to like break her even more. Like I sincerely own... doubt this man even owns twenty grand. Little exactly. Able to give it That's away. what a lot of people are saying. Like he can't even. It's a lot of that. effort to. Yeah. Hold fake money. <laughs> um, so Brotherton says she still has car- scars from the manor. Um, she says she was tased, whipped, waterboarded, held underwater by her ankles for so long that she started thrashing involuntarily. Oh, she was buried in dirt with only a straw to breathe. Um, Man, this woman lasted a really I long know. time. She said because of. The divorce, or hearing about, like, her husband wanting a divorce, it made her, like, totally numb. And she said she finally, like, broke and started crying, but she said they don't care if you cry. Like, that doesn't mean anything. She said she had to say her safe word for several minutes before they stopped, and Russ threatened to sue her if she said anything bad about the mansion. And she even went to the hospital and had to get this medical mouthwash because they kept, like, fish-hooking her, like, where you take... I I don't know, like, what... Take with their the, fingers. With your hands? yeah. Um, she ended up in a neck brace and she had a hairline fracture in her foot. Medical mouthwash? Was his hands that dirty? I don't know. Maybe they had, like, maybe they scratched her? I don't know. She said at one point they, like, started, like, scratching her throat and that's when she broke. Um. Interesting. Yeah. So, there have been many petitions that have gone up to stop it, but, um, according to, like, they interviewed a lot of lawyers and... They're saying, like, it's all legal. You're just voluntarily signing yourself up for this, so what can they do? And um, neighbors have called so many times. Imagine the screams. Well, yeah, the one time they called the police because they saw, they reported a woman being dragged from her truck and screaming, and then they came, and they're like, oh, no, it's consensual. And then they (laughs) found another woman, like, in a sewer, and, uh, again, it was all... Like a sewer drain? Yeah. And she was like, yeah, you know. But my thing is, like... Is it just him doing all the stuff? No, he has actors other, he has, as well. He has actors. And they're scary looking, you know, because they're all in makeup and stuff. You have to go to the website. Um, <sighs> but my thing is, like, when when you're deprived of, like, your senses like that, when you're, uh, you know, because I think he had, he had headphones on them, too. Yeah, like, and he puts the duct tape on You're eyes. disoriented. You're losing, you're losing air. They're giving you substances, like... I would argue that, and I'm not a lawyer, but are you in the right state of mind to still consent to at that point? That's true. Um, because, you know, they say... Good point. Yeah. Because they say that, like, once you're held captive and you're, like, deprived of food and water and stuff, like, you're more likely to go along with things or to you're more likely to be brainwashed because mm-hmm. of that. So that's why I'm like, ooh, this, this feels a little off to me. Um, so I wonder if he experiences any Stockholm. <laughs> oh yeah, or they do. I th- well, a lot of them probably, yeah. And he's—they were saying he's very like charismatic, 
And so that's why he's gotten all these, like, people into it. All these followers. Yeah, so, um, so anyway, I was just gonna, just a teeny bit of psych, just gonna go just into, a just a teeny bit of psych, just, just like, reading all this, I'm like, why do we like this? Like, why do we like to be scared? It doesn't make sense, and I don't get it. Yeah. Um, so, in an article called Why We Like to Be Scared on Helpline, um, they said that when we're afraid, our bodies release different chemicals that can contribute to actually feeling good under the right circumstances. Um, positive feelings are, call, are caused by different neurotransmitters and hormones are released when the body feels fear. Um, so in a case where we know we're safe, mm-hmm. um, but the body still releases the fight or flight, we kind of like hijack the flight response and actually enjoy it because of like the adrenaline, okay. the high arousal state. Arousal um, state. Yes. <laughs> Living life on the edge. Yeah. Um, so research shows that there's a difference between people um, and how active or effective their um, sympathetic nervous system response is. So that some people um, like being scared more than others, which I think we can all agree. You know, some yeah. people like seeing scary movies. Some yeah. people are like, um, no. no. And they said you. this can mm-hmm. change as you get older and based on what you're exposed to. That is to. absolutely my case. Yeah, mine too. I couldn't watch anything on TV. I remember being scared to death of that Goosebumps episode about <laughs> the demon sponge that lived under the sink. <laughs> I am not even kidding. There was a whole story a about sponge? there being a sponge that had like vampire teeth and it <laughs> lived under you. the sink. Because you remember it was a TV show. Yeah. And I remember oh, watching I remember it at a friend's ones. house and being like, oh no, it's going to get them. <laughs> and like in retrospect, I'm like, it's a sponge. Throw it away. <laughs> Walk it's away. It's gonna come back. It's it's like the the dummy. Remember that one? Oh yeah. Because they kept trying to burn it and throw it away, and it would keep coming back. I guess I'm assuming that the sponge had legs. This is going on like a tw- almost a yeah. This is like over a 20 year memory, so I have no idea. It sticks with you though. I just remember it being yellow <laughs> and it being under the sink and being like really freaked out. But now, like, I love scary movies. Well, yeah, and they're saying that um, it, it has to do with the frontal lobe because that's where you, um, you know, the part of your brain that reasons and tells you, hey, things are okay. So it kind of makes sense because when we're younger, our frontal lobe it's isn't developed, as developed. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, because I do remember, like, and part of it was also, like, not peer pressure, but, like, you know, my other friends were, like, getting into it, and I was like, I it was kind me. of like you and <laughs> Steven, <laughs> but it was more like the curiosity that got me. I'm like, I want to know what you know yeah that's why i like them yeah that's why my husband says like why do you watch this crap like people are just like gutting each other and stuff i'm like no no let's 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 review the facts let's (laughs) let's review the film yeah but i really i've always been into mysteries and things like that and i always like to like a a good whodunit yeah and i like to know like think or try and think like who's gonna survive in the end who's the killer what's their motivation yeah i love that kind of you always freaking figure it out in the beginning and then you ruin it for everyone usually pretty but i do you love it when they get you good, you know, like when you're Saw. like, yeah, that's what Saw did to oh, me. Oh man, and that's why this I, reminds I me of Saw, like liked, a real life I, Saw. I agree. I liked it a lot because I was like, oh my gosh, I couldn't even tell. I couldn't tell who the killer was. Yeah, like you would have never. Like you thought. stumped me. Yeah, I'm like, man, he laid still for a really long time. I always think about like his neck had to hurt really bad. I know some serious Advil. <laughs> But yeah, that's um, that's my spooky topic. I was like so drawn. Talk about a rabbit hole! I just kept watching like 
just reading more about it. <laughs> I was just like, what is with this guy? I can only imagine that haunting haunted houses and attractions like that probably became more popular like as like things like trick or treating became popular. Yeah. Be interesting to know if there is some sort of record of like the very first haunted house. I wonder it's probably if, like not on purpose. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if like there's a if there's like if it's still around. Like, you know, they have like Your, a big sign up front. We, we were, were the first, first. Or, yeah. like, the first in, in every state or something. Well, that probably goes something. back really far, too. I mean, if yeah. they believed in spirits coming to the house, like, mm-hmm. there's yeah. probably, like, oh, that house on the end of the street, we heard there were spirits in that one, you know. And, Have like... got extra gifts for the fairies. And, like, now it's, like, such an industry, you know, like, yeah. people make tons and tons and tons of money yeah. off of stuff like that. It's almost like, like a Hallmark holiday. <laughs> I know. Except a candy holiday, like you said. Yeah. It's a Reese's holiday. So... Sure. The thing that I saw that was like, oh, this is such a Jenny topic, because I could just hear you laughing when seeing the picture or like reading it. It's called trunk or treating. Really? (laughs) And you literally take a bunch of cars to a parking lot and you like tailgate or less. Oh my God, that sounds so fun. (laughs) And you like decorate your trunk and then kids go from trunk to trunk getting candy. That's kind of lazy, though. I know, but it's supposed maybe to be it's like if it's you for don't safety live, or if you don't live in an area where you can go house to house. Yeah, but the the, the pictures, the 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 effort that these people put into decorating their trunks were was. I bet it's interesting. cool. Um, I can only imagine their socioeconomic background slash uh, ethnicity of the individuals mm, that are participating Lord. in this event. But, um, this, so they, like, basically make, like, a trunk circle in the middle of a parking lot, like a school parking lot or a church parking lot. Well, that's and over pretty quickly, though. And they go from trunk though. to trunk. Mm-hmm. I well, know, I'm sure there's right? a lot of drinking involved with the parents. I don't know. Not if you're in a church parking lot. Oh, it's in a church parking lot. Like, or a school parking lot. The blood of Christ? <laughs> <laughs> and the body. Don't forget the body. <laughs> the little wafer. Um... Yeah, I just was like, this is so silly. But it wasn't long enough to be a topic, so I was like, I'll just mention it here at the end. That's cute. But I, like, just thought, like, I tried to find, like, ridiculous, like, um, holiday traditions that that were geared around Halloween. I just love how every American holiday has to do with food. (laughs) Yeah. And we wonder why there's an obesity epidemic. I mean, originally it was toys, you know, and then it turned to food. And then, like, a combo. Yeah. You know, got to, got to get your plastic spider. Like, where's ring. my gift? Your goodie bag <laughs> from your class uh, party, or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. A little Halloween. Yeah. A little parade. Yeah. Oh, man. yeah. We certainly hope you enjoyed this episode, folks, and yes. we hope you had a very happy Halloween. Um, I guess you'll be listening to this after Halloween, so maybe it'll keep Hopefully the spirit going just a tad bit longer for you. Because for me, candy. I always get kind of sad when all we have to like throw away the the yeah. rotten pumpkins and take all. Or the in our case, you just down. let it go back into the into the ground, and then it grows a new one the next year. Yes, but mine is really gross. I have to throw it away. Did the squirrels eat yours this year? Remember that one? No, year I kept it. In, I kept them? it on the in, inside porch. Yeah. So so now it's just gross and it's like kind of now the whole like porch smells like a pumpkin but not in a good way <laughs> not <laughs> not in like a pumpkin pie way yes. so now uh 
Oh, uh, I guess just check the Instagram. This is the part I don't get. Yeah, the we'll, Facebook. I'll post a link to the uh, oh, to this guy's do. website so you can enjoy these magnificent video magnificent 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 videos where he rambles on for three hours. And I'll try and post some photos on Instagram by tomorrow on some of the topics that we've talked about. And um, yeah, happy just, Halloween! Happy Halloween!